try talking again. Hello? There we go. Okay. Only the one ear works. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good stuff. It's fine. It's, you know, I'm like so mad because, <laughs> oh my God, everything's falling apart. <laughs> um, I thought I still had one of those things that um, was the adapter for, um, like when you have old headphones to put into the new iPhone where it's like the USB right. that goes into the plug. And I have like normal headphones that go with the new, anyway, long story short, I don't have that piece that I need oh. in order to use real headphones. So now you just only come through my right ear. I was just going to say it's so, this is why I hate Apple because they just like keep changing stuff so often and they make it harder and harder to want to stick with Apple. Like, so me and my parents um, split and like getting an iPhone for my brother for Christmas Mm-hmm. and we were like debating if we should get the 12 because it's the newest one that's come out or the 11 but right. I was like well if we get the 12 he's gonna have to like buy a phone case which he would still have to do for the 11 but he's also gonna have to buy a charger because the new phone doesn't come with a charger right I didn't know that until Charlie came home with it and he was like it doesn't have like a cute it doesn't have and I was like what the yeah. yeah that's stupid fuck apple so we were like fuck it we'll get the 11 because the 11 is still not that old it has like the cool yeah, camera no. on it and he won't have to buy a charger he'll just have to buy like a case to go along with it where's <laughs> yeah wait did i tell you the story about how charlie walked in with a new iphone Mm-mm, no oh my god which we're <laughs> keeping this in for sure but um because so many people are gonna relate all, all six of our listeners are gonna relate but um so he always was android it just got, and he admitted this, where it was just stubbornness that kept him in the Android world. And so the phone that he had, he had it for four, it would have been four years next month. And he was like, okay. And it was so slow. He will go to his grave saying it wasn't slow. So he was like, okay, since I'm getting a new phone soon, I'm going to give you the uh, opportunity to try to convince me to getting an iPhone. And obviously my argument was, blue messages and I had nothing else to go for it and that was my only argument because it's so annoying texting someone with green messages yeah yeah, yeah. hate it and so that was my only argument and so then he talked to all of his other friends who had much better arguments as to why he should get an iPhone like actual technical real life-changing stuff and I was like it's just annoying for me right so like <laughs> So I was like, I'm wasting my breath. There's no way he gets an iPhone. Like, this is stupid, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like cooking us dinner one night and he lied to me. And we were on, we were doing our podcast and he had messaged me. So when we got off, I saw there was a note from him saying, not note, what the fuck? We're not in the 1800s. There was a text from him <laughs> that said, that said, I'm on a walk talking to my parents, like be back soon. And I'm like, all right. So I start like cooking dinner or whatever. And he walks in with something behind his back and he's like, guess what I have? And so I said a milkshake because one, I'm a fat ass. And two, we were, we were talking about getting milkshakes later. So I was like, Oh, he picked me up a milkshake and he just takes out an iPhone 12 from behind him. And then also wow. AirPods. And I was like, casual. And I literally, I screamed as if he had bought me a new phone for myself <laughs> to use I started sweating. I was so excited. And oh my God, I, I definitely was way more excited than he even was. And he still uses his old phone. So okay. <laughs> for 
ridiculous like he's he's playing ever since we watched the queen's gambit he's been playing chess ah. a lot <laughs> so he's been playing chess on his old phone because quote i'm just not there yet when i ask him about why doesn't he have chess downloaded oh on his God. new phone same with most other snapchat i'm just not there yet i just haven't i just haven't downloaded it yet i just i need time it's been like two weeks and he still carries both phones oh around. my god that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I'm just, and he's like, let me live. This isn't even your issue. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> but it is my, it, cause like I, I watch him literally pick up each thing back and forth, but I did, I think I won in the long run because he was using Snapchat on his old phone and it only recorded like half of what he wanted to record. And he said, fucking Android. And I was like, yes, like I've won. <laughs> he's officially on the dark side. So anyway, that's my iPhone story. Um, but yeah, it's fu- so anyway, it's fucked up because he was going through and he was like, I don't have a charger. Yeah. Like why, what? That's so messed up. That, that, this is the fucked up world that we live in. Goddamn. So it's just so, give us a charger. Like, what am I going to do with a phone without a charger? We're not asking for much. It's just a hunk of metal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you pay $1,200 for this phone. And you can't throw us a charger that it probably costs you, at the end of the day, it probably costs you a dollar to make. If that, maybe 50 cents. I don't know. You can't just throw that in there for us. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't make any sense because when I bought my iPad a few months ago, they threw in a free pair of AirPods. Free, yeah. free pair of AirPods. That's you're going to give me those, yeah. but you're not going to give someone a charge, especially a new customer. You're not going to give them a charger? It's ridiculous. It's, Yeah. I that America that's all I have to say I don't I don't even this know. is America <laughs> I'm gonna move to TV mm-hmm. have you heard of the show the stranger stranger I don't know apparently it's on Netflix mm, no I don't think so then no so we just had this work happy hour which consisted of 40 maybe 45 minutes of work talk Oh. And then the last 15 to 20 minutes was the happy hour. Ugh. So in typical 82-year-old CEO fashion, my CEO was like, I'm going to go down my employee list and have someone mention one thing that they're doing to pass oh, the time. God. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. So I mentioned my book goal, of course. But one girl was like, oh, I just watched all of The Stranger. And she thinks it's on Netflix, but she has this like hack thing that she gets everything. So she's not really sure. Okay. But it's basically, if I understand correctly, it's about this woman who goes around and tells these secrets to families, to partners, to neighbors, whatever. Um, Like, for example, one of them is like, your wife had like a secret pregnancy and then she just like disappears. I don't know how much of it I retained. Um, I was heavily tipsy by this point because I had to get through the work talk I was like I can't listen to this anymore but anyway she said it was very very good I'm gonna look it up actually while we're on this because I I just is this a scripted show or is this this person's it's a scripted show okay (laughs) um checking this oh it's on Netflix okay let me go to IMDb I don't know if it's like based off a true story or what let's see Follows the lives of suburban families whose secrets and lies are made public by the appearance of a stranger. All right, well, that didn't really give me much. During my time on the on the call, 
I was like, oh, like I'm really looking for, I was like a friend, <laughs> I mentioned to you. I was like a friend of mine and I are looking to binge something. We're really struggling with like our TV right now. And so then the, the girl said this show. So yeah, we're Charlie and I are really struggling with like what to turn to next. Right? Like there just isn't anything out there that is that exciting to me mm-hmm. that has been out and I also realized today that all of the shows that are currently airing are going to be going on hiatus, like, mm. I think starting next week, like their winter break. Uh-huh. So, I mean, we're going to have to figure something out. <laughs> I actually like, so I made a list of, for him and I, and one of them that just came to me in a dream was the newsroom on HBO, which is an older show. Oh. And I feel like that could be fun. Yeah, I've never seen it, so. I've seen the first episode, not twice, not, or not once, not twice, but three times. (laughs) And it's because each year of my journalism program in college, they would play the first episode because it's all, it's with Jeff Daniels. Is that his name? And uh, the guy from... Dev Patel, I think, is the person in it. It's about the TV journalism business. And so the first episode is when everyone finds out about the BP oil spill. And so everyone's like losing their shit and running around and trying to break the story and all this stuff. And of course, there's like the added drama from like the characters on top of it. So I've seen the first episode a few times and it's so fucking good. And I keep forgetting about it. So I think I'm going to see if we can watch that. And I don't know how long, I think it's only like four seasons or something. So anyway, and then my friend has been watching what we do in the shadows. Have you heard of that? Never heard of it. No, it's about, (laughs) I don't know. It's he's (laughs) obsessed with it and, and him and Charlie have a similar humor. So it's about, it's a comedy about vampires Okay. And about how like modern day vampires and how they like live their lives. Hmm. I guess it's on Hulu. Interesting. And then we, Charlie's already seen Silicon Valley, but I want to watch that. And that's like my comedy suggestion. Yeah. I want to do something really nerdy over like the next week or two where I literally just like spend my time going through a bunch of like, whether it's BuzzFeed articles or whatever, of, like shows to binge. Mm-hmm. and make like a spreadsheet yeah like by you know genre and like whatever like by maybe platform or whatever it is I don't know yet but I feel like I need to just make a spreadsheet because that's something that I'm really into I'm really into lists mm-hmm. and like you know useless things like that so I think I I might do that and maybe hopefully get inspired and finally pick a show to binge I mean, I support that. And I would just ask for you to share that with me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sure. You know, I uh, love my spreadsheets. I know. For everything. So and I can't believe I haven't done this yet. I know. I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> and if there's anyone's TV opinions I value the most, it's yours. So I would love, love to see that. Yeah, I've just started making like a, a bulleted list on my phone of yeah. like things that's that we what I look at. That's what I have too. But I think I really need to just like dig in deep and like figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know? like, it's like overwhelming because I'm sure we've said this before, but it's overwhelming because there's too many streaming services now. 
it was fine when it was just Netflix. And then even when like Hulu came in, I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. Now there's 5 million places. I like forget that prime is a thing. There's yeah, so same. many, like, there's so many shows that have been advertised and I'm like, Oh yeah, that looks good. But I never think to go there. Yeah. And like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. I I get very overwhelmed and I, so, okay. So I, have you heard of the show Virgin Ripper? I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it. So I, I think the second season came out fairly recently. I don't remember exactly when, but the first season came out maybe like a year ago Mm -hmm. and it had been out for a while. And like towards the beginning of quarantine, I tried watching it. I got like maybe two or three episodes in and I just started to fall asleep and I was like this is not my show mm-hmm. and so then this past weekend I think it was when I was and I'm still lost but at that point I was like fuck it's the weekend and I literally don't even know what to watch so mm-hmm. I went back to Virgin River I was like why the hell not I've already started it let's see and it is so bad <laughs> like <laughs> the it's not the acting sucks oh no it is just and it's not the acting all around like there are some characters like I would say like the main the two main characters are like fine actors the main girl in it played Sophie in this is us like adult Sophie that was oh high school Yeah, 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 yeah yeah so she played adult Sophie in this is us but there are other characters in this show that I'm just like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I could have done as good a job, if not better. Like, mm-hmm. it is just so, I don't know. And there's, like, a million different storylines. So, basically, the premise of the show is that this girl, I, I literally can't even remember the character's name. <laughs> I don't remember any of their names. But, yeah, the main girl is a nurse in L.A., and she has all this tragic stuff happen to her in her life. And she decides to move to this middle of nowhere town called Virgin River. And so it's about her, like, getting her life started there and, like, meeting all the townspeople. And, like, mm-hmm. all this stuff happens. All of a sudden, you find out her past. And this guy who is a love interest was a war veteran. And so he has a past. Then you find out that there is a sketchy group of people in town that, like, have some kind of drug thing going on where they're like selling drugs and there's people having babies and affairs and I'm just like whoa that's a lot (laughs) too much for such a lame show that's a lot and the acting is bad it's just so bad and so it's not even worth trying but like if you're looking it reminded me of did you ever watch the show Heart of Dixie no but I know what that is it has that kind of vibe where you're just like CW vibe yeah 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 yeah. but worse because the acting is really bad I realized the reason I did hear about it was literally today I saw on um I have one of those widgets that's like the IMDB news specifically Mm -hmm. and one of them was that that exact show got renewed for a third season so congratulations you now have another season you can look for people love it and I I can kind of get why like when an episode ends you're like oh crap I need to find out what happens in the next one it's one of those shows that's how they get you 
exactly right at the end you're like shit I need to watch the next episode but I also I think apparently it's also based on a series of books I think there might be like maybe three books I'm assuming so that also might be why they like have this content because there are Mm. books behind it yeah what else did you want to touch upon did you make your list this week yes so I finished The Flight Attendant, the last episode. Oh, did you like it? It was good. The last episode came out yesterday. And so, yeah, if you're looking for, it's like eight episodes. So if you're looking for like a, you know, one day binge sort of deal, it's pretty good. It's not on the level of The Undoing where you're like, you need to watch the next episode, but it does, they do still leave you on cliffhangers episode to episode. And it's definitely has like a dramedy vibe because it's like Kaylee Cuoco and she's more known for her comedy. So there are like more funny kind of jokey elements to it, but it's definitely good. Definitely well done. The last two or so episodes were definitely really great. And I saw rumor that they're considering, even though it's just supposed to be a limited series because it's based on a book. Oh, they are considering a second season, which is interesting. I don't know how I feel about that because I think I've said before, like anything that's meant to be a limited series, I really should think should just that be way. a limited series. Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. the the writing is just never the same, and the storylines that like the writers come up with are just never they just like never vibe with like what the original book is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, rumors that they're in talks for a season two and they definitely leave you on a cliffhanger the first season where you're like okay I could see where this could go season two but Mm. it's not anything like I need to know what happens in the next season it's more of like a interpretation like you know choose your own ending type thing and you don't yeah okay but it's the first season's really good yeah I the last episode I I had that I did have a moment where I was like holy shit and I was like very anxious so it's definitely good oh so yeah highly recommend definitely a solid hbo Hmm. show okay during the happy hour when everyone was like i know i said i mentioned like my book goal but it's like i was like um yeah so i don't know how many of you know goodreads but uh i did a book goal blah blah so anyway it's december 18th and i have 500 pages left in harry potter alone and need to read two others in the next uh 12 days so (laughs) But I did, so that being said, I started reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which oh, I'm sure yeah. you've heard about. Yeah. Very fun to read. Oh, okay. Very short. And what's also fun about it is be- my uncle for Christmas gave me a book journal. And so I've been writing down different quotes that are really fun or like resonate with me or thoughts I have on the book. Yeah. And so that one I'm just under halfway done with so I'm sure I'll finish that one relatively soon but yeah. Harry I'm looking at Harry Potter right now it's very daunting <laughs> uh and uh I don't know it's it's gonna be close call it's gonna be close yeah. it's gonna be rough but I so the other day well okay for the last like week or two maybe even more longer than that I don't know what is wrong with me I can't think of words when I'm trying to speak to someone all the time but it happens so often when I'm on like a client call and I'm trying to talk about 
whatever it is we're talking about. And I, there's like one simple word that I'm trying to land on. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I can't fucking think of this word. Yeah. And so I think my brain is turning to mush. Oh, same. I'm 110% just getting dumber by the day. Mm-hmm. And every year I pretend like, oh, I'm going to read more this year. And then yeah, I no. don't, I don't read more because I just, I don't care about reading. I'd rather watch a TV show if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. This next year, I'm going to read at least one book a month. <laughs> that I'm, I'm telling the world it's going to happen. Okay. I have I'm going to hold you to it. I have all these books that I've purchased throughout the years that I've either just never started or I get like a chapter in and then I don't go back to it. Sorry, keep going. So- so I, I, my goal is to just get through these books that I already own mm-hmm. and just actually read a book a month. So I was, the reason why I bring up the reading thing is because I like went through my books the other day and I, they like sit on the same shelf as right now as like my DVDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, First of all, I don't even know why I own these DVDs. They're for nostalgia purposes, but like- That's what I, yeah. You know, like I have a MacBook Air, can't put a CD into it. I don't own a DVD player, but I found the most random stuff that I've been lugging around for the last five years from apartment to apartment. One of them being Sex in the City 1 and 2. <laughs> Don't know why I own them. <laughs> sure, um, sure. American Pie 2. <laughs> Just the second Wait, one. That's so random. Don't know why. Also, season 2 of The Walking Dead. Ew! <laughs> I do. I've never even seen season 1. So, Is that someone else's that you stole? I don't know because I don't even have the first season and I've never seen any of that show (laughs) the last thing I found too was three copies of Shawn Mendes's last CD (laughs) I'm not shocked that literally is the one that shocks me the least (laughs) so I pulled one out and I was like oh cute and it wasn't even it was like still in the plastic wrapper I was like oh cute I bought this CD I guess and then I pulled out a second one and I was like, okay. And then I pull out a third one and I'm like, what the fuck? You're like, do I have a problem? I was like, where did these come from? And then I remembered back when I bought the Sean Mendes tickets for me, you and Lexi, mm-hmm. each ticket came with a CD. Where's my CD? So <laughs> if, if you want your CD, I'll mail it to you. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? You've been holding on to these for a y- two years? Apparently. More than two years. We bought these in like 2017 or something ridiculous. 2018 maybe. I don't even know. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. So if you, even if you don't want them, I might just mail them both to your Denver apartment because. I mean, honestly, I don't even know if my, if my car has a CD player. I'll have to look. When I get into the car later, I'll look to see if I have it. If I for sure have one, I might have to take you up on that because that'd be really fun to just have on hand at all times. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. that's fucking hysterical. Yeah. 
I think one last thing we need to address is the reboot of Lizzie McGuire. I knew, I knew that was the next thing you were going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like mixed feelings because it's, I have so much respect for her. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's like, I still had that one little strand of hope yeah. that this was going to come through and who's yeah. to say that it won't down the road, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like a breakup where it's like, Oh, maybe we could get back together. And then I just need someone to be like, no, no, no. Yeah you're not that's me with this revival where it's like maybe it'll happen and someone has to be like it's not it's done it's not gonna happen my thing is I just need the dirt on what really went down because I totally believe that like Hillary Duff you know obviously did everything that she could to try and make it happen Mm -hmm. because why wouldn't she right she like lived with this character for so long and like it's literally the reason why she is who she is and you know so I totally believe that she did everything that she could. I don't understand what the fuck Disney's problem is. Like, I get, okay, yeah. whatever. Like, you don't want a, like, mat- like mature adult character on your platform, whatever. Why can't we get it on Hulu? I know I've said it before, but why can't we get it on Hulu? Like, what is the problem there? I just really don't understand what the issue could be especially because they've done it before with an originally disney owned show Mm -hmm. where they've moved it over to hulu so like how is this any different and like people got disney plus literally because there was supposed to be a lizzie reboot that was their whole selling point as soon as they came out with it they were like this is our first original it was like that and the mandalorian they were like this is our original content this is this was our selling point and Yeah, to go off of your thing, like, I mean, think of all of the channels that Disney owns. ABC. Why can't you do it on ABC? Fucking freeform bullshit. (laughs) Put it on freeform. People are going to watch it. You know, it's like Disney is such like it owns so many things. It's so easy. Yeah, I would love for it to be on Hulu. But there's also so many other avenues they could go down. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. That's why I don't understand why it's, yeah, why it's just, like, totally shut down as an idea. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Did did whoever, like, whoever's behind it, like, do they really need it or want it to be on Disney that badly that they, like, didn't want it to be on Hulu? Did Disney not offer to put it on Hulu? Like, what? That is what I need to know. I know. I need the actual real details behind why because it just doesn't make sense to me I know I need some kind of tell-all book or something seriously anyway I think that's all I had for my random weekly roundup should we uh move on to the uh the the meat and potatoes I feel like what we just talked about at the end of the day will be the meat and potatoes of the podcast we put out <laughs> I know but it ends up being that. I should say the original purpose of the podcast yes Yes, the main event. The main event, yes. That was the that was the uh opener. And yes. now we're yeah. Yes. <laughs> um okay. Well, we watched episodes six through ten of season two of That's So Raven. And the first one is called Hearts and Minds. And this one takes place on Valentine's Day. And Raven is still dating this Devon guy. Which, what a great multi-episode arc of a boyfriend. And it continues the entire, yeah, the entire five episodes, it continues. And Mm -hmm. that's very, I meant to, I was going to go on this later on and I still can, but like, that's very impressive um, for a Disney Channel show, I feel like. Agreed. 
And so Devon is in LA with his family. And so Raven decides to send like a 17 foot tall Valentine's Day card, but she can't send it because USPS is like, fuck off. And um, meanwhile, Corey really likes this girl at school, but he has trouble talking to her. So Eddie is like, just steal one of my wraps and rap to her. So then all the girls fall in love with him. And then he gets it to like a full head about it all. And at the end of the day, he really disrespected the girl he liked, but then they end up together. Maybe I don't really know. You don't see her ever again. Yeah. And then Devon shows up and Raven's card malfunctions. And that's the episode. But yeah, I guess we can start with the thing that I mentioned about the multi-episode boyfriend arc. Yeah. I don't remember him like that being such a thing. Now that we're watching the episodes, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember, you know, the card. I remember the say anything moment in episode 10 that happened. Like I like, yeah, I did not realize it was the same guy and that it was such a constant. This is like, this is a total of like seven or eight episodes now that he's been in it. Yeah. I wrote at one point that I kept forgetting and then remembering that she was with him. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I think it's part of part of the reason is because I one didn't remember him being such a prominent character mm-hmm. and two I just like was not used to a character like his being so relevant in every episode mm-hmm. so every time he showed up I was like oh oh yeah yeah he has a boyfriend right <laughs> I kept forgetting I mean that's the first we've seen of like a multi-episode and it, let alone things in order the fact yeah. that it's in order of their, their relationship and I'm glad we, I mean, I don't know what's to come, but like, I'm glad we haven't gotten to an episode where it's like, I love you or like anything like, it's very much like a high school, middle school. I don't know what they are. (laughs) Very much adolescent kind of relationship where it's, oh, we're going to go to this concert or we're going to go to this like fun thing, blah, blah, whatever. And really head up in the clouds, Valentine's Day type stuff where it's like, oh my God, my first boyfriend kind of thing. Yeah. So I think it's very realistic in terms of like how it's executed where like she's nervous a lot of the times that he's going to like break up with her because she's like, what if I do this wrong and blah, blah. Like, so I thought that was, and it's, it's not to the point where it's sometimes their relationship is annoying because she's so enamored with him, Yeah. which she did mention, I think it, it's at some point. Maybe it's, I don't know what episode it is, but at some point she acknowledges, I know I got a little boyfriend crazy. And I was like, okay, that's good. That that was touched upon. Yeah, at least but she knows. Yeah, of course she's Raven. And so she's out of control no matter what she acknowledges. But yeah, I think overall this episode, I wrote at the beginning, I was like, this is just going to be another cute average episode. Yeah, which it was. Nothing really happened throughout that episode. It was fine. I don't know. I didn't have anything like very specific that caught my eye or anything. Mm-hmm. So that was like a lot of my, the last episode I had two notes. Can't wait for you to hear those. Yeah. With this one, the only thing was kind of like nitpicky type stuff. So my big thing was about how he's still a boyfriend and I'm like, how is that possible? And then I was just like really annoyed with Corey this episode because Same. yeah, I was like, what gives you the right to, I mean, I guess he's, you know, nine years old or 10 or whatever the fuck it ended up being. And he, um, you know, he literally used someone else's words and persona to get all these girls. And the fact that he totally disrespected this Danielle girl that he liked to her face 
and was like, pick a number. I was like, what the? I know. Like, that was insane. That was so unnecessary. And I was like, I just, uh, and then like later on, Corey's trying to, you know, he's faking freestyle rapping in front of these like five or six girls from his class. And Raven comes out and is like, you're a mess. And like teaches him a lesson and whatnot. I, if you're looking at like a silver lining of the episode, there's the whole like respect women, blah, blah. Like, I feel like Raven at the end of the day, even though she's psychotic is a pretty good message to what, especially like younger women, like the ones who are in like, maybe like 10 to 13 and you're like watching this and whether it's about, I mean, we'll get into the one later on about like body image, but I think it's, it just, it resonates more with you and it just like kind of hits harder Yeah. when Raven is like, you need to respect these women more, blah, blah. And I, the only thing we can compare it to is Lizzie, but she would have been like, Matt, you can't do that. And that would have been it. And now Raven's like, you can't do this. Here's why. And this is how you're going to fix it. And I'm your big sister and I know what's best, but I also care about you. And so there's so many other like layers to it. But yeah, when he was like, yeah, take a number, wasn't even acknowledging Danielle was there when she dropped off at Valentine. And he was just like pretending to be this completely other person. And I was like, how do you not see that this is going to blow up in your face? Yeah. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. That was so ridiculous. And I didn't appreciate it obviously it also just made me uncomfortable watching him like when the girls came over to his house and they like all sat down in this row like yeah like in this like he had chairs set up and yeah this formation of like chairs and he just like started performing for them and I was like what nine-year-old does this (laughs) I know I know I I couldn't believe it it was just so bizarre but yeah he acted like a total jerk the whole episode I like the fact that I appreciate the way that lessons are taught in Raven way more than yeah the way that lessons are taught in Lizzie I totally agree mm-hmm. with that it just feels more genuine and it mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know exactly why yet because I don't want to keep saying it's because of the writing it's because of the acting maybe that's what it is mm-hmm. and like that's all we can chop it up to but I think just overall like yeah, the way that Raven handles these types of lessons is just like 10 times better than the way that Lizzie McGuire ever would. It's just, it's really nice to just see, we've talked about this too, so I'm not going to get it super into it, but just the fact of how much like Raven cares about Corey and it's not just he's the annoying little brother, like she makes fun of him, and, but like she wants him to be happy and she's going to teach him how to be a solid, proper, respectful man and that's just her goal for this episode which was kind of cool right yeah she didn't really have her own correct me if I'm wrong but like it didn't seem like she really had her own agenda like the idea of this episode was she wanted to make sure Corey had a good Valentine's Day yeah and she did her part to teach him a lesson of here's how you're in your future gonna be good to a woman whatever yeah I feel yeah I feel like her like Valentine's Day part of the storyline was just there because it was valentine's day and it like yeah. raven had like she's the you know main character like she has to have something going on but yeah i did like how the focus was on Corey and like her purpose was very much tied to Corey. because mm-hmm. i feel like in lizzie i mean even in some of these raven episodes but especially lizzie it's like lizzie had her storyline 
the parents had their storyline if they had one or Matt had his storyline and like that was it and they never like really coincided and Mm -hmm. you were like why like why is this happening when Mm -hmm. this is happening like none of it ever made sense but with this episode yes Raven has her own thing but then she also is very much involved with what's going on with Corey, which I appreciate. It just makes right. so much more sense when they're all actually involved in each other's stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I had. Okay. Yeah. Number seven is called Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind. And this is, we find out that Devon is a basically knockoff Star Trek lover. And there's this like convention that I missed this part, but apparently Raven had some kind of vision where he was nuzzling up against this uh, other girl at the convention. Is that what it was? Yeah. So she sneaks into the convention to like kind of spy on him to make sure he's not like cheating on her basically. And uh, it's like this whole thing. Chelsea looks like one of the main characters. So she dresses up. That was ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) And basically, I mean, you know, Devon finds out Raven's there because they end up sword fighting on stage. But they like make up Raven's like, I'm sorry, I didn't trust you, blah, blah. I was spying on you. I thought one, and it was kind of cool. Okay, I'm getting off on a thing. But (laughs) it was kind of cool. At the end, Devon like forgives Raven for coming there and kind of looking after, not looking after him, but, but spying on him and watching him. And he's like, why did you do this? And she was like, there's a reason, but I just, it's important, but I just can't tell you right now. And he was like, okay. And I was like, huh. That was very mature. Yeah. And I just wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh, this is it. This is when they break up, blah, blah. And he was just like, okay, like, fine. And so I was like, what a concept. Just like, yeah. I'm going to trust my girlfriend. It is a really great concept. It's very mature of him to act that way. As a <laughs> side note, I have to say, that is not what a middle schooler would do. 100, 100%. Oh my God. They're in fucking middle school. I swear to God. (laughs) Like, that's what, like, even if you're a senior in high school, even if you're in college. Yeah. Like, even as a 20 whatever year old, that is such a mature concept to just be like, okay, I trust you. Like, tell me when you want or, you know, whatever it is, like he's thinking. Yeah. That's so true. That's yeah. It's way too mature, but, um, so definitely not realistic in terms of yeah. their age and maturity level, but I was very, very surprised in a good way to yeah. be like, oh, wait, I like looked down for a second and looked back up and I was like, oh, they're still together. I like really thought they yeah. were going to break up, but. I know. Well, cause that's what we expect from these Disney shows yeah. for like, for, you know, relationships to last like one episode right. or not even an episode and just like be done. Right, right. Lizzie Lou was literally in a relationship with that male kid for- <laughs> Not even a full episode. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I didn't have much for this episode. I think I was in the middle of writing emails mm, like back to people. So I wasn't really paying attention. But I did notice that David Henry is in this episode. Yes. And I wrote down, oh my God, David Henry, he's so little. <laughs> I just I wrote down David Henry all in caps and that was it. He's so cute. Yeah, I was like trying to, I didn't look it up, but I was like trying to do the math. I was like, wait, when did Wizards of Waverly Place come out? Like, he's like seven in oh, this. Yeah, like, no. what? So He literally, he looks so tiny yeah, in that. he is. He's a How baby. How old is he? I don't know. Like, is he? All I know is that he's married with a kid. Yeah. Because I'm trying to figure out, like, 
he honestly looked like he was under the age of 10. I'm probably wrong because obviously I feel like a lot of people that end up being in kids shows are, you know, they're always older than they actually are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was actually older, but he looks like he's 10. Okay. Guess how old he is right now. Um, I don't know. He's 31. What? Yeah. Wait, so how old is he there? Okay, so he was born in 89. So if this came out in 2004, 99, so that's, he's 15. That can't be right. He was 15? There's no, no way. Fucking Wait, way. okay, 89 to 99 is 10, is 10 years. And then that means, yeah, if this came out in 2004, okay, let's be, let's be conservative and say 2003 that it was filmed in, which isn't, that's not what happened. But like, that means, yeah, he was, he was, 14 maybe when they filmed at 15 oh. when it came out he was 15 wow okay so that doesn't seem right okay because when I look at him I'm like oh yeah he's he's 10 but now that I think about it I don't really remember what a 14 year old or 15 year old yeah. boy looks like yeah so maybe they do look really young I feel like guys between the ages of well, I don't, I feel like, no, this doesn't even, this wouldn't even compute anyway. Cause I was going to say, I feel like guys between middle school and like junior year of high school all look the same. Yeah. Kind of, but that would still be like ages 14 through 17. I'm going to look up how old, what's it, what's it, the guy's name that plays Corey? Kyle Massey. Kyle Massey. I can't believe he was 15 there. He, actually looks like he's 10 which again I know that that's the point the point is he's supposed to look like he's 10 because he's playing a 10 year old but Raven and Chelsea and all of them are supposed to be playing 14 year olds and they look like they're 19 and they are 19 okay so it doesn't make sense so Kyle Massey it wait guess how old he is before I tell you I don't know because he looked like he was nine when he was actually playing a nine-year-old like 29 yeah Oh, wow. Yeah, he's going to be... Wait, was he actually nine when he was playing a nine-year-old? So he was born in 91. So no, he was older. He was... Okay. In that episode, he was probably 13, oh. which is still crazy. But I feel like girls start looking older than guys do. Does that make sense? Because don't girls mature old like faster or something? Yeah. But then at the same yeah. time, Eddie was like 16 or... Was 17 in this this episode maybe hold on what's his name orlando Blo- orlando orlando bloom what's his name orlando brown um orlando brown yeah well it's but then it's so funny because orlando brown is 17 when this comes out he looks so much older 87 97 he was Corey. what yeah he was 17 <laughs> why does he look so much older i don't know i mean Corey actually looks like a child. Yeah, he was casted right. What the fuck? But Orlando Brown, I, he looks like, I don't know, were guys in my in high school, did they look that old? Did they look, he might be okay casting. I feel like guys between like your junior year of high school through like your freshman year of college all look the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they kind of do. You know, like anyone between the ages of 17 and 21 even, I'll say look like they could all be 17 yeah I cannot believe how close in age Eddie and Corey are in real life yeah well think about David Henry was 15 and 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 Orlando Brown was 17 that is wild but David Henry just has a little baby face yeah wow 
Yeah. I mean, my next thing is I have no notes. Oh. It's literally, I wrote, I have no notes. <laughs> my thing, and I know why she did this, but, and, and thankfully she fixed this later, but I was like, why doesn't she just say she doesn't know thing that Devon mentions? Like he was like, oh, do you know this show? Blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, I love this right. show. Blah, blah. And I wrote, why can't she just say she doesn't like it? And I said, I mean, I know why, but come on. Yeah. She's taking, like trying to relate to him way too far. Yeah. And thankfully later on, like that one episode that we'll talk about with the, the musical group, she was like, I don't know who they are. And I wrote down like, oh, good. She finally was like, oh, I'm just going to be honest and say, I don't know who these people are. Glad that they kind of crossed paths and they had like the quote, like cool, hot guy, jockey type of guy also as like the quote, nerd, sci-fi, whatever. I thought that was a kind of yeah. fun crossover that. Yeah, for sure. And the only other thing I had was the language. It's just so, I don't know a ton about Star Trek. I've seen the movies with Chris Pine because obviously, and I don't know much about it, but they have like the one language Klingon, which is like a real language that you can like learn and you can take a class in college about like Klingon. Yeah. And it's like a whole thing. So anyway, so them learning the language and then like chanting the language at the convention, I was like cracking up because I was like, what the fuck are they even saying? And yeah, they were like at the convention and there was some kind of chant and everyone else was just like, no, no, whatever. And I was like, huh? (laughs) But anyway, it was funny. And that's all I had for that one. But yeah, okay. Number eight, I've been waiting for this one. So it's called That's So Not Raven. And it's the iconic episode where- Raven enters into a uh, designing contest and she models her dress and the people are like basically saying you're not skinny enough. And so she tries to do this crash workout for like a day. And she's like, I need to get to a size two, blah, blah. Like, this is the look. This is what I need to look like, blah, blah. And so it it basically ends with her being like, this is my body and it's beautiful and I'm going to model my clothes and you're going to like it kind of thing. And because at one point they had Photoshopped her so that like she looked super unhealthily skinny in the magazine before she like did her whole, you know, my body is beautiful thing. And you'll remember this from the green floral dress with the weird kind of sash thing, scarf thing that she was wearing. But really just an episode about body positivity and the one woman who she was like the makeup person or something she was like that might be the look but it's not the only look and I was like yep so my first note was yes with six s's (laughs) I said yes let's go so yeah I found it interesting that they like chose to go like a very similar route with tackling body image with this and then also like the Miranda thing right and like Lizzie or Raven just does it like 10 million times better like when Miranda had her body image issue and was like not eating and all that stuff she like reveals at the end of the episode like what her motivation behind it was I think it was like a control thing Mm -hmm. or something well it was because they were doing that music video and she looked at the pictures and stuff in the beginning and she was like my arms look huge and she started her whole like weird anorexia type thing. And then they were, she like wanted yeah. to do the dances over and over again. And she was like fainting and whatnot. 
And it was so bizarre. Like it just, it went from like zero to a hundred back down to zero within 20 minutes. And I was like, this is so weird and like not the right way to approach it. Whereas with this, like, yeah, they're still doing it in 20 minutes and you have to have like a pretty quick arc of what is happening, like what's going through the character's mind and like the motivation behind it. And then the end result. Mm -hmm. But I think the way that it was done in terms of like why she was doing it and then like she didn't take it to the extreme that Miranda did and she like came to the realization in a very mature way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just like done overall way better than Lizzie. And it's just interesting because both shows tried to tackle basically the same exact topic and Raven just did it in such a better way. Well, yeah, I remember when we talked about the Lizzie one and how we were like, oh yeah, congrats, Miranda solved body dysmorphia in in 20 minutes, like great. And yeah, yeah, this one's so much more realistic. It's like way more of a concept to grasp of like, kind of like the fleeting moment of, I don't look like these other people, should I? And then it's like, oh shit, I got to do this and that. And then like, at the end of the day, Raven just has a really good head on her shoulders and was like, yeah. no, like, because something else I was thinking, I was like, Raven is a perfectly healthy, beautiful figure and weight. And like, she is it's skinnier than the average person to begin with. And yeah. so I was just like, okay, this just goes to show like how behind, not behind the times, but where we were in 2004 versus now. Now you have Lizzo posting naked selfies of herself on Instagram being like, my body is beautiful after that whole, um, uh smoothie detox thing I don't know if you saw about Mm -hmm. that where it's like Raven was considered to be plus size and she's not so it's like it's crazy but I was really happy to go off of what you're saying like how they acknowledged the unhealthy ways to lose weight and so like Chelsea was like oh are you gonna do one of those like crash diets and Raven was like no like that's dangerous like I'm not doing that And it was never a conversation of like, oh, I'm going to stop eating. She immediately was like, I'm just going to exercise. Also at no part of the, unless I missed it, in no part of the show was Raven like, I hate my body. She was like, I need to look like this because this is what they want. Mm -hmm. And she, there was no point where she like looked in the mirror and was like, oh, like my arms are big or my hips are big or blah, blah. She, there was never mention of, I don't like the way I look. Yeah. She never body shamed herself. What I appreciated about the ending and the message that Raven has is that she took like a very strong stance against the woman that was in charge of the fashion show. She was like, no, Mm -hmm. like you're wrong. I'm perfectly fine the way that I am. And I should be in this fashion Mm -hmm. show and I should be wearing my dress. And like everyone around her supported her as well. Whereas I feel like the end of Lizzie, it was like Lizzie and Miranda had one, you know, two minute long conversation where. Yeah. And it was like half yeah, where Lizzie was like, no, like you're fine. And you should tell us whenever you're feeling this way. And Miranda was like, okay, I'm cured. And like, that was, no, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, not that was the it. message. Like it's the message isn't, you know, you should just not think this or not do this. Like the way that Raven presented it, like actually had like a lot of weight behind it. Mm-hmm. And, like, an actual, you know, like, legitimate, not reasoning, but, like, I don't know. It just, like, had a lot more weight than when, than when it, yeah. Lizzie presented it. And the message is so much better from beginning to end, where it's, like, the Lizzie one, there wasn't a lot of a solution. There wasn't a lot of, like, you know you're beautiful, you know that 
whatever, whatever kind of conversation you would have. Like I said, from the beginning, it was, I mean, she modeled her own dress from the very beginning. She didn't hire another model. So she has such insanely positive connotations with her body. She, she didn't even think about getting a model for it. She's like, I want to model my own dress. Like, yeah. So it wasn't even a conversation of like, do I hire someone? Or she never let it like come across that she considered it. It was just always in her mind of like, yeah, I'm going to model my own design. Yeah. It was great all around. Yeah. Great execution. Agreed. Okay. Number nine is called blue in the face. And this is the one where Javon is like, oh, I want to see this musical group. And Raven's like, I don't know who that is. So props to Raven. That's called growth. Um, and I gotta be honest. I don't quite remember what brought us to what points, but something happened with the science project and she enlisted William to help her. She was too boy crazy. And one way or another, she turned into science project that made her blue all over and she couldn't go to this concert and Devon ends up outside her window a la say anything with a boom box up playing music and uh that's there's a shredder involved and that's about it yeah basically she I don't remember exactly why but she's like maybe on the verge of failing science class and her mom is like, you've been too focused on Devon. Like, you need to pass science and blah, blah, blah. And so she needs to, like, ace this next science project. And William and Corey are in the kitchen with them and talking about science stuff. And Eddie and Chelsea are like, why don't you have, like, William help or whatever? They decide William will do Raven's science project if Raven doesn't make over for William and like gets him a new outfit because Corey wants to like be popular at school and this girl comes over to Corey's house and sees William wearing this duck print uh shirt and is like basically calls him a loser which I got I felt very defensive when she was mean to William I did not like that but she calls William a nerd because of his shirt and whatever else and is like you can't sit with us at lunch and Corey gets all mad at William because of that and so that's why William takes the trade to do Raven's science project because Raven's gonna like get like make a new outfit for William but then Raven does not follow through on her promise William does like her science project for her but she doesn't create a new outfit for him so he puts the science report through the paper shredder and yeah so fascinating (laughs) I gotta say I don't remember any of that (laughs) there was a lot to this episode is it was very meaty the one thing that I wrote is William little little dear William he is the star of this episode oh wow I didn't get that at all (laughs) (laughs) because Okay, let me let me backtrack to when Corey wants to be popular. So Corey wants to be popular and okay. says to William, they're at Corey's house, and he's like, oh, Madison's going to come over and hang out and blah, 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 or whatever. This Madison bitch comes over and sees William. William's in this adorable rubber ducky print shirt, and she's basically making fun of William and is like, he's a nerd. Like, I don't want to sit with a nerd. Like, you can't sit with us at lunch. So Corey is like, damn it, William, we can't sit with Madison at lunch now because of your stupid shirt or whatever. Like, we're never going to be popular. And William takes it like a champ and is just like, I'm sorry, Corey. And I wanted to say, I'm sorry, William. You shouldn't be saying sorry because Corey's being a jerk right now. 
So one, yeah, one wow. point for William. William is a great friend. Aww. Fast forward to Raven needing help with the project, right? Corey's like, okay, William will help you with the project if you help him come up with a new outfit. So William's over mm-hmm. here trying to save the day for Raven so that she can pass science class and hang out with Devon. And then Raven fucking forgets to make a new outfit for William. Hello, that was literally your only task. The whole this point, nine-year-old yeah. is doing your high school or middle school science project for you. And your one task is to create an outfit, which should be so easy for you because you love fashion. Yeah, you do it you all the time. Forget. Yeah. I'm sorry. You can't just forget to do that. That's your one, that's the one thing you have in this job. bargain. Yeah. So that's why they then go and shred the paper. But I was like, William deserves justice i was like good for you william for fucking shredding the paper and at one point i can't remember exactly when in this timeline but william comes back to Corey's house because he feels bad that Corey can't be popular and sit at the popular table with madison he comes back in his outfit because <laughs> he thinks it looks so good and is his polo <laughs> tucked into his pants and he has a belt on and Corey's like, untuck your pants. And he tries to pull William's shirt out. And William was like, I can't. My mom pinned my shirt to my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Did we watch the same episode? Did <laughs> How do you not remember I even said? <laughs> I don't know. I I'm serious. Here's what I remember. <laughs> I remember shredded paper <laughs> everywhere, all over Raven's room, hanging by clothesline. And I remember her looking in the mirror and being blue and her going, just like my vision, as we do every single episode. And then I remember her looking out the window, Devon is playing the the, the boom box. That's it. So you basically missed the whole middle part yes <laughs> see seems like it was a treat too i'm i don't know it was and that's justice funny justice for william justice for william <laughs> there must have been something subconsciously going on or i was doing i still was paying somewhat attention because i don't hate william but he just bothered me but for some reason at the end of this episode as he came i, I do remember him sauntering downstairs in his new outfit with his yeah, hat and all. yeah 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 he was doing that and I was like, I can't hate him. So there must have been something going on. I was kind of tuned in somehow where I understood that I need to cherish this human being. <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed this one because I, 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 I think I said the other week, I was like, I'm not in love with William, but he's a cute character. But after this episode, it really solidified for me. You know, he is who he is. He owns it. He knows who he is, and he's a loyal fucking friend. He will do anything to make Corey happy, and I hope Corey realizes Aww. that. It's funny because I left this being like, what the fuck was the point? And now I realize there was a point. I was just somewhere else in La La Land. It happened. Great you know, I feel like, yes. Um, <laughs> no, I feel like I have those episodes too where I literally write down like, I don't care about this episode, and you have like a page of notes. <laughs> Yeah, that's literally, I've had the most for this one. And then the next one I have too. I didn't have that many for the ones beforehand either, but here I am. 
the one I didn't know what the hell was going on. I had the most, but it was all not, it was all just bullshit. It wasn't Those real, are the best sometimes so. though, you know? Uh, well, I mean, we'll see. The next one, I don't know if I could grasp at straws anymore than I have yeah, for the this next, next episode. The so. next one is a doozy. <laughs> okay, the next one is called Spa Day Afternoon. And, okay. So Raven has a vision that there's going to be this like pop superstar that goes to this yoga studio in their town in San Francisco. So her and her mom go there for like a spa day, but with the, with Raven's intention of meeting this performer and Raven pretends to be a a yoga instructor, accidentally steals the singer's dog, pretends to have not stolen the dog. And then her, her mom, and the singer become best friends and start singing together at the end of the episode. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the Baxter home, Victor Baxter is serving Corey, Chelsea, and Eddie pickled artichokes and potato, which when he said it, I was like, it doesn't, that doesn't it seem doesn't that bad. sound bad. No, I like, love artichokes, yep, love yep. potatoes. So yep. I said, I pondered that for a while. I probably missed a solid couple of minutes of the episode because I was pondering, would I eat that? And then I realized the thing that's, that would deter me from eating that is the pickled portion of it. A pickled artichoke. Oh, probably. it wasn't also pickles. No, it was pickled artichoke with potatoes. Is that a thing? Are pickled artichokes a thing? Apparently, I mean, I guess you could really pickle anything. Yeah, that's true. I currently feel like that teacher who spits. <laughs> I'm like pickled artichokes and potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I think I would eat that. Yeah. And so therefore, my first note was, hmm, I kind of want potatoes right now. I, so when do I not want potatoes? Honestly, I know. Actually, right? I have a bag of potatoes here. I might have to do. I it. had potatoes twice today. Oh, I had hash browns with my breakfast this morning, and tonight I had mashed potatoes. Mm. What do you have with the mashed potatoes? Just like chicken and broccoli. It was like a very basic dinner. Mm. Anyway, so I want potatoes. My only other note is Gina, this is you. Because <laughs> if there's anyone in the world that I know, who would go to this length oh. to just be in this intimate of a setting with a celebrity. Yes. It's you. Yes. I don't know if you'd become a yoga, yoga instructor, but, or intent or unintentionally steal a dog. Yeah. I think you might maybe intentionally steal a dog <laughs> just to get. So I don't know if I would pretend to be the yoga instructor, but I would hundred percent somehow find out what classes they were taking and show right. up at the class for sure. 110 yeah. percent somehow yep. figure it out yes that makes sense I thought that so. makes sense. Yeah. yeah yeah I feel like this episode in general was like it was one of those episodes that was just like it happened and it was silly and and it, like yeah and it then fit it's the done. bill of being a raven episode and that it's just like kind of funny and you laugh every now and then and it's very over the top and whatever but there wasn't mm-hmm. really anything to it to grasp at like it was just yeah I like I don't know. Um, I don't have anything that's even really worth mentioning. It's like a one of those silly episodes, which is fine, but yeah. it leaves for very little room for discussion. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just one of those that like shows like the humor that can come from Raven having one of her visions, yeah. and that's like really yeah. it. And that's like where it starts. Yeah, again. yeah. Cool. So this will come out next Monday, the twenty first, as usual. And then we'll be off 
the week between Christmas and New Year's. And then we'll be back right mm-hmm. after the New Year. And soon after that, we should be hitting High School Musical. Yeah, I think if we do another thing of Raven to come out on the 4th and then we do High School Musical 11th, 18th, the 25th. Month, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm so excited for High School Musical. I'm Me too. So excited. It's going to be fun. Cool. Yay. All right, well- should we uh should we sign off for two weeks yeah okay well until january i am taylor i'm gina and we're watching disney channel goodbye Bye.